Welcome to Breaking Barriers Project Institute Radio. We're on the air. Hello, everybody. This is Carrington Davis, the executive director of the Breaking Barriers Project Institute in Washington, D.C. We're about to talk to Nzinga Collins, who is a, a videographer and the biographer, uh, one of the biographers for Stokely Carmichael. She is embarking upon creating a documentary film about his life, along with the Breaking Barriers Project Institute. So we're going to talk to her a bit about that. And uh, right after this, we'll be back with her. Take care. Lyric Collins. Yes, indeed. And Zynga Collins, because that's your name now. Yes, it is. Some people from Howard University who may know you may not remember that, but so we just let them know. It's sort of okay. like uh, 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 Stokely Carmichael and Kwame Ture. Exactly. It depends upon what you do. Speaking of which, uh, you're developing a movie project or documentary about Stokely Carmichael. Can you tell us a bit about how that got started and what you have in mind for, for the public? Well, how it got started is like, I think it's a realization um, that we live with, and that is, it's got to be done. That makes an sense. Example. And uh, I would surely call him a race man. That's what my the term my parent use, my parents use when they... Um, uh, we're referring to a stand-up brother or sister in, in our community. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's something that, um, I mean, it's always time. You know, it's always time to, to remember, you know, who people are and how they affect our lives and how they, they move the movement of our life as to who we are as human beings. It moves it forward. You know, and spreads the word that you know that our community is filled with this kind of dignity and character. So, how did you get to uh, be in a position to develop a project on Stokely Carmichael? Um, it really started in in, in 1996, um, when um, when uh, uh, Kwame Ture uh, returned to the United States for medical care. And a dear friend of mine, who was also a dear friend of, of Kwame's, uh, Florence Tate, um, knew and was familiar with, with, with uh, Cyfax Multimedia, um, the production, our, my production company. And, um, and just, and what she wanted us to do is to travel to the Schomburg in, in, in New York and and to document a, um, uh, an event that they were um, hosting uh, for Kwame. And, um, and of course, I mean, there was, you know, there was no other thing that needed to be said, but, you know, give me the address and what time do you want us to be there? And, and that happened and we were able, able to gather that um, footage of Kwame um, being honored by SNCC. And then, um, and then as the other events um, were happening, people, I mean, uh, Bill Hall, who was, you know, who was there, you know, helping out, um, would call and say, Kwame's going to speak, you know, at the National Theater and so on and so forth. So, so we did everything up to, and we also did a personal interview with him 
in Harlem, New York, soon before he was leaving to return to Africa. Okay. You know, so, before you go further, a lot of people may not know who Stokely Carmichael is. Can you get the younger generation just a real recap of who he was? Um, I, for me, for me to, I mean, to, I think that's maybe was is the objective of the documentary, is to show is to to agree upon showing the the energy and the essence that motivated him, that drove him, you know, that committed him. Right. You know, but what are some of the things that he did that you can just give our younger audience uh, from your perspective? Just from memory, uh, he was uh, sort of like Black Lives Matter of today. How would you compare him in that regard? Jeez. I mean, I don't, it's, it's so different. I mean, the, the generations are, you know, they're, and, every, and that's the life on the planet. I mean, everybody's energy is different when they're coming up and, and what has happened before that. You know, so I don't even think I would want to use the, the terminology of a youth, a youthful civil rights group, you know, that's coming up now because the two are very different and the times are changing quickly, you know, which will, which will, um, you know, but, but, but there is a young man who has um, produced, written, and is, um, plays the role of Kwame. Um, uh, on stage in New York, you know, so it is he is the one who could probably reach the audience that you're talking about, the youthful audience, in well, order to, to translate time for them. Right. Well, give us uh, uh, what's the name of his play, his name, uh, where, where is he available? How can people find him in, if they live in New York? I think the best place to find him is is on Facebook. Well, let me ask this, too. Uh, you're a videographer. Give us a little bit of information about yourself. How did you get into videography? And uh, you have an interesting history, African-American history in Wilmington, Delaware. I think your father owned the Black Theater there, and your grandfather was a city councilman. And is that too much? Too many questions? No, but yes, my grandfather was city councilman for 32 years, and he owned... Um, uh, uh, um, he was well. He initially was a pharmacist, but then he bought a um, building, and it, it became a movie. Um, if that was the National Theater, and then he built the Hopkins Theater um, on French Street in Wilmington, and then integration, you know, wiped it out. <laughs> so, right. but you also you you worked in the Virgin Islands. Mm -hmm. uh, and you were Effie Berry, Marion Berry, former mayor of District of Columbia's wife's sec press secretary. Mm -hmm. You had other experiences like that, am I right? Yeah, yeah. all of them have been fabulous. Um, you know, teaching, you know, they really teach you a lot. Um, yes, I, I lived, um, I, I moved to the, to the Virgin Islands um, with Leon Collins, who was working at the PBS station there. And of course, um, you know, I volunteered to edit the um, magazine, the monthly magazine, and that led me into um, working with the production crews on local, um, on local programming um, on the PBS station there. And then I fell so much in love um, with production and seeing ideas come, just actually just coming together. Um, then when I got back um, to the States, uh, maybe about five, six years 
after I returned, um, I started Cyfax Multimedia, and we just hit the, the ground running on everything that we did. Um, we got contracts, um, for example, from D.C. Um, Department of Corrections, um, the um, Peter Swartz Foundation, in which Quincy Troop was worth working with them, um, uh, the writer, um, was working um, with he, them. He on wrote the project. book on Miles, on Miles Davis. Am I right about that? Pardon me? Quincy Troop wrote the book on Miles Davis. I okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, so Quincy Troop was, I mean, you know, I was working for this um, nonprofit organization. And um, and Quincy was the person who was um, their uh, um, outreach um, to the community about a reading program um, for the school system. You know, so anyway, I mean, there's so much, you know, I mean, we just did whatever we were called. It was it was a mission. That's the best way I can describe it. We were on a mission. And this was our purpose, and we approached it in that way. We were very focused and continue to be. Well, it sounds like uh, it's going to be an interesting project. Uh, we're going to let the world know about Stokely Carmichael, Kwame Ture, mm -hmm. and we're going to let them know about you. Uh, is there anything else you'd like the audience to know about you or Stokely or this project uh, before we move to the no, no, I'm just looking forward for the every, for every step we take, you know, as an experience, you know, and um, and I'm I'm so willing and happy and, you know, and directed to share that experience as we tell the story. That's it. Well, it's been, yeah, it's been fantastic. Uh, we'll talk more about this as it moves along. And, uh, okay, cool. Great talking with you, and I guess I'll talk with you later. Okay. Okay, okay one love. Mm -hmm. The Breaking Barriers Project Institute will be creating a public-private partnership with SciFacts Multimedia, that being Nzinga Collins, and the Withers Collection of Ernest Withers in Memphis, Tennessee. A photographer of note, he was Martin Luther King's photographer and also Stax Records photographer. And with uh, music from Warren Smith, a uh, New York jazz uh, percussionist, notable for the people he, he's played with. And uh, we're going to have uh, other assistance, technical assistance from people who know the business about making documentaries. In addition, we'll have uh, the archives of Larry Gibson, an attorney in Baltimore, Maryland, who is the author of The Young Thurgood Marshall. Uh, he's uh, considered one of the most, in, most significant biographers of Thurgood Marshall at this time. Uh, he was also a Howard student uh, and created the Nonviolent Action Group at uh, Howard in the 1960s. Uh, Stokely Carmichael, of course, was at Howard, and so was... Uh, 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 everybody else uh, who, who uh, was of some note at that time. Uh, so we're going to leave you with uh, some words about uh, about Stokely Carmichael that uh, would give you a picture of who he is and, and, and what we intend to portray in telling this history of the 1960s, which uh, uh, lets us know and understand that Martin Luther King was not the only civil rights leader, that there were other leaders, Bayard Rustin, uh, James Farmer, other leaders, and people like H. Rap Brown and Stokely Carmichael were also leaders. 
Uh, Stokely Carmichael was known for the, coining the phrase uh, black power, uh, when in reality he didn't uh, invent it. Uh, he just perpetuated it and gave it a, a, a cry uh, for the crowds uh, to give them some focus. According to Carmichael, black power means the, that black people should be coming together to form a political force and either electing representatives or forcing their representatives to speak to their needs rather than relying on established parties. So that's uh, it for today, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you next time. Uh, meanwhile, just uh, keep a stiff upper lip and uh, keep pushing. Thank you.